Welcome to Already Saturday. It's Already Saturday. Welcome to it. I'm Phoebe. I'm Nathan. We're journalists from Sydney. We're your hosts. We're your hosts for the next half hour, 45 <laughs> minutes or so. How have you been, Nathan? I've been good. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. I've been out of town. I've been in the country. It's been very nice. Yeah, you've been in a wedding. It was beautiful. Surrounded by the glow of love. Uh, I cried. I always cry at weddings. This one was very beautiful. Yeah, I cry at home and away weddings. Oh, do you cry at usually. real weddings? No. Oh, that's weird. Not as much emotional music there. Oh. No strings to get the heart stirring. All right, so should we kick straight into it? There's a lot happening this week. We should get into it. Yeah. Well, tomorrow is Easter, which of course means the Royal Easter Show is back. Yeah, the Easter Show was cancelled in 2020. It was... I just read it was one of the first major Australian events to be cancelled because of the coronavirus pandemic, but it's back this year, oh. which is sort of emotional. I feel so happy that it's back. Yeah, well, we're going to go and in celebration and to help promote, help our friends over at the Royal Easter Show promote their wares, <laughs> we're going to be going through the least fun show bags available <laughs> at the show. Or maybe the most fun, I don't know, it depends. Depending on your... Depends on your attitude towards what's fun. Nathan, what are you, you going to talk right. about first? Let's kick off with one that sounds like it could be fun, not fun. <laughs> the Shapes show bag. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, aren't it Shapes? How good are they? They're so fun, <laughs> so delicious. Now I'm going to read out what you get. Five bags of Shapes. That's it. Just five bags of Shapes. How much is it? Yeah, five boxes actually to make it even more boring. That's a lot of Shapes. It's a I lot of Shapes, it. but it costs $10 and it's $15 value, so just... Go to an IGA, I say. But I'd want them all to be pizza shapes. I wouldn't want to be getting any of those no, weird you get one of chicken each. ones. Yeah, veggie mites. Ew. Yeah, all right. Send it back. Next one, my kitchen rules show bag. No, <laughs> come on. I'm going to name some of the things in this. I won't read it all out, obviously. But it's got dishwashing spray in it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got dishwashing liquid in it, which is a different thing. Hand sanny. <laughs> And a plant-based milk. So uh, that's the My Kitchen Rule show bag. Get it for your kids today. Uh, you can also get the Men's Health or the Women's Health show bags. Oh, I saw the, I saw the yeah. Men's Health one. Yeah, well, there's a Women's Health one as well. Kyle and Jackie O show bag, anyone? Yeah, okay, let's talk about this. Kyle and Jackie O. It's called the Kyle and Jackie O's World Famous Show Bag. Okay, I take issue with that straight away. Is it world famous? Yeah, I think outside the bounds of Australia. Does anyone outside of Australia know who Kyle Sanderlands is? I think not. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few people that have sued him from outside the country <laughs> that might know. No shade, but I just think they're big Aussie stars. They're not world famous people. They're very, very famous Post-code in Australia. famous show bag. One thing I liked about the Carl and Jackie O bag, there is a lot of stuff in there, but they say that it's $212 worth of value. And I just don't know about that. I mean, there's a whole lot of like little snacks in there. You get a little violet crumble bunny and you get a red bull and you get some, get a little thing of dry shampoo, which I'm sure Jackie O is fond of. She's got an amazing head of hair. Um, There's also a shower wine glass. Did you see that? And shower wine glass holder. <laughs> that's that's the Jackie O one as well. She's put her brand to that. I've actually heard a lot of people say that they want things like that. People love drinking in the shower. Honestly, it's not for me. Drinking but... a beer in the shower after you've kind of been out in the hot sun is pretty good. Okay. After you've had a tough day. Um, on the tools. But yeah, to, 212. <laughs> the four colour pen. On the tools. The four colour pen. That's my tools. You've had a hard day on the keyboard as a journal. You've been on the phone. People are yelling at you. It's all happening. They've got a canvas tote bag in there. They've valued that as, at $35. I'm not paying $35 for a tote bag in regular life. 
you know, I'm I'm not doing that. I don't I know think if a tote does. should be ten bucks. Tote should be free because you got a bunch of books at Vinnie's and they've got no plastic bags heavy enough to carry them. Yeah. So they put it in a tote, an insurance company tote bag. But you get a Bluetooth speaker valued at thirty dollars, that's pretty good. And you get a bumper sticker, a KISS one oh six point five bumper sticker. So. Yeah, it seems to be all the stuff that you like if you stop that, you know, the Kiss van, the Thunder Wagon or something, it just seems to be leftover merch from Kiss. But what could be less fun than the Kyle and Jackie O show bag? <laughs> the answer is the Jonesy and Amanda show bag. The Jonesy and Amanda jam bag. Jam bag, yeah. It's got a bunch of WSFM merch. It's got the, it's got, I reckon this might be the least used item in the world. A Jonesy and Amanda yo-yo. <laughs> I was just about to I don't point think one ha- I don't think one's ever been used or will ever be used. You get some head and shoulders ultramen. They're into their hair products. Yeah, so WSFM is like the golden oldies station here in Sydney. West Sydney FM, I believe it stands I for. I love WSFM though. It's so but, good but when you're in a cab on the way out. They're kind of taking the piss with the show bag. Look what you get. You get a little bag of Fisherman's Friends. Yeah, you get Craisins dried cranberries, 50% less sugar. You get a water bottle. <laughs> All stuff that, like, you're not legally allowed to buy unless you're over 70. Both the Jonesy and Amanda and the Carl and Jackie O bag come with a voucher to Char, Char Grill Charlie's, and they also come with a voucher to Bay Vista. You get a $20 pancake pass, so... Did you actually clock how much that Charlie's voucher is for? $10. $10. What can you get? You can't get a full chicken for $10. Well, you could get a large chips. chips. Large chips. So that's pretty sweet. But do you get $4 in vouchers back? I'm just saying Bay Vista and Chagrill Charlie's, they're like spreading, they're covering both audiences because I think these these two shows are the top rating and the second top, aren't they? Not sure who's on top at the moment, but good no. on good on those businesses. They're all over it. Um, what about the Elvis show bag? <laughs> I don't, don't think anyone's buying the Elvis show it's pretty bag. pretty current and topical. It's pretty cool, yeah. Elvis is so cool though. Nobby's Nobby's Nuts show bag. Not a fun one. The white glow toothpaste show bag. Oh, what's in the white glow toothpaste show bag? Oh, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't like, I didn't itemize make it. make notes, yeah. But, um, I can guess. Yeah, I reckon toothpaste, tooth whitening gel. Yeah. Maybe one of those little, I've, I use white little mouth glow. guard things. Yeah, yeah, it's got the little light in it. So like whiten your teeth after you go to the Easter show. It's only $26 though. So you get like probably hundreds yeah. of dollars worth of value. Lots of Lots of older TV shows have show bags. The Office, Game of Thrones, Friends. Yeah, there's a Home and Away one, which I won't make a joke about. And there's a Better Homes and Gardens <laughs> one as well, which I was going to make fun of when I looked at it and went, oh, that's pretty good. Mm, there's a Halo show bag and there's just so much Halo merch in there, like it, socks and mouse pad. You obviously need yeah. a mouse pad if you're playing Halo. Um, a mouse tote pad. bag, bandana. So like if you want to frighten people in the street, you can walk around wearing a Halo bandana. The Country Women's Association show bag. Oh, I would be buying that. That's sweet. One kilo of flour, though, which means you have to lug a kilo of flour around the Royal Easter show if you buy that. But one year ago, when the coronavirus pandemic was affecting Australia and this show was shut down, everyone would have loved that one kilo of flour. You couldn't get it then. so Yeah, and it also comes with a one-times oats all-purpose cloth, which has been valued at 50 cents, just a dish cloth. Yeah. All right, kids, if you're going to the show, this is what you got to do. Birdie beetle bag. Yeah. You get 40 birdie beetles, $15. You're set for Easter. 
you set all the way through spring, or at least for the bus ride home, mm-hmm. or the twisty show bag. Any of the classics. Show bags are just food as well. I noticed Fizzes. there's like some healthy food show bags. So if you are at the concession stand and you feel like the pizza cone that's fifteen dollars is like a bit steep. You could just go get like a bag of junk food and walk around snacking on that. Just buy a show bag worth of snacks and just Just snack it up all day. Yeah. Although buying a healthy food snack show bag is like getting the chopped up apples at McDonald's, isn't it, for your kids? Mm. My favorite thing about the show is the animals of the cute chick, like weed chickens, pigs and stuff. Not fond of the rodeo, but. Yeah. Well, you've got to get your Char Grill Charlie's voucher. Go up to where the chickens and the and just pick one out and go. I'll have this one, please, <laughs> and then hand over the voucher. That's that's a royal Easter show. It's on for two weeks. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. So this week, Britney Spears commented on the documentary about herself framing Britney Spears. She wrote a pretty long Instagram caption, so let's just go through it. It's pretty emotional, and it's it's you know she sort of bears it all. So let's just go through what she wrote. My life has always been very speculated, watched and judged, really my whole life. For my sanity, I need to dance to, I'm not sure who this is, I need to dance to I am Stephen T every night of my life to feel wild and human and alive. I've been exposed my whole life performing in front of people. It takes a lot of strength to trust the universe with your real vulnerability because I've always been so judged, insulted and embarrassed by the media and I am still to this day. As the world keeps turning and life goes on, we still remain so fragile and sensitive as people. I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. I cried for two weeks, and well, I still cry sometimes. I do what I can in my own spirituality with myself to try and keep my own joy, love, and happiness. Everyday dancing brings me joy. I'm not here to be perfect. Perfect is boring. I'm here to pass on kindness. So that's what she wrote. She posted that on that's Tuesday. That's a whole lot of stuff, isn't it? Mm. And it kind of veers into general well-being at some point. Mm. Just talking about wellness and the world spinning around. Mm. But I guess what's interesting about it is that she said, "Yeah, this thing. I was embarrassed by the light they put me in, and I I cried for two weeks." It's, I think that's about the cheese grits about. that they they showed her in cheese grits <laughs> no. on camera, and I think that's probably what that is. But I I suppose the the makers of the documentary may have thought that they were helping her, but I suppose she sort of said like, "You've added to the the trauma that you said you were covering." Like you've added to that trauma and you've you've made it worse. Yeah, well, it's the same as all those paparazzi people who kind of justify it going, you know, well, people want photos of Britney, so someone's going to take them. It may as well be me following around her baby sister to school and stuff like that. Like mm. You can't, you have to be aware of the damage that you're doing if you do a documentary like this. Even if you're purporting to help her, you're still showing her in an unflattering light. Mm. The whole thing about this Britney documentary is that it really was, I think, sort of launched off the back of her fans making a song and dance about the conservatorship. The conservatorship. Yeah. And that sort of turned into actual mainstream media covering it and well, it's it's sort story. of snowballed into this thing where it became legitimate but it had just been fans sort of nobodies making most... declarations about things that really weren't verified or true and Brittany had nothing to do with the documentary she didn't confirm or deny anything that was in it so this is her actually saying 
this is how it made me feel and this is I've I've been judged insulted and embarrassed by the media and I still am to this day yeah. so that's what she said about it well, the um, New York Times who made the documentary they can't separate themselves from the coverage no. of Britney no. from back in the day yep they are like they you know they were part of it it's true Britney posted this on Tuesday and her very active fan base immediately started claiming that there's no way Britney would have written it um, yeah, of course. So her fans basically I mean, quickly... she might not have. It might well, have been like her dad. Well, her fans quickly cooked up a story that her social media manager, Cassie Petrie, must have written the post. Cassie. And, you know, basically started trolling her and threatening her life. And that. so that's where that went. And But TMZ had an exclusive on Thursday. And they. so this is from the TMZ exclusive. Cassie did not craft Britney's statement about the Hulu documentary and she wasn't even aware of Brit's plan to express herself until the Instagram post was published. Our sources are adamant. Britney wrote the caption herself and it was posted the day she wrote it. We're told Brit does indeed feel deeply embarrassed by the documentary, which she's made clear to those closest to her. Yeah, I believe so, that. Yeah, t- uh, TMZ, TMZ exclusive. kind of pretty solid. Trust. Yeah. They called Michael Jackson dying early. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, well, yeah. they didn't call it early. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't go. Michael looks like he's gonna die. But no. they they Kobe reported. Bryant, yeah. Kobe Bryant. They reported before the police confirmed it. They yeah. Knew. Same with Michael Jackson. Yeah. To TMZ, everyone. To TMZ. <laughs> Purveyors of fine media. The last thing I want to say about this is that I just feel like there's this weird double standard from the Britney fans. So they basically say Britney is independent. She's healthy. She's strong, and she doesn't need this conservatorship. But then. When Britney does express her own view that, and her own independent thought that doesn't fit with their narrative, they just say that it's not her. It's not her speaking and yeah. because it doesn't fit with their own view and they'll cook up stories that are not true and they just run with it. And I think that's a danger of social media, unverified reports. And I think it's a, it's really sad. It's just more, it's just another example of the media brutalizing Britney. In this case, it's not... It's not tabloid media, it's social media, but it's very toxic and sad. Well, to the point where if she literally turns on her phone, says something into the camera, does a dance, they won't even take that at face value. No. They're reading into it and they're going, what she really meant to say is that she is trapped in a prison that's not of her own making and mm. she wants the rights to her masters back. Mm. It's like, really? Because I thought she just did a Was dance. dancing, yeah. yeah. I think... It, I think interpretive dance i suppose i think in this case a little bit too much a little too much power has been given to instagram comments from people who you know aren't if you're following any journalists they've done no they've done no research they don't know anything about the story they're just like they write something takes them two seconds to write it and then that's sort of like treated as if it's real and it's not yeah if you're following any instagram aside from already saturday you're a fool (laughs) All right, move let's move on. Bye-bye, Brittany. Um, next, we're going to talk about Beyonce, Queen B. Beyonce was robbed. Her precious archive was robbed, and it was robbed multiple times. Beyonce has storage units in LA, and three of those storage units were robbed twice earlier this March. TMZ reported it this week. So she has storage units where she keeps her precious items I suppose and the storage units were being rented by Beyonce's production company but TMZ reported that they were filled entirely with her personal possessions so thieves robbed the storage units once and then they came back within a single week and they robbed them again 
They took handbags, dresses, kids' toys, and photos. Reportedly, everything that they took was worth a million dollars. Yeah. So if you're in your local vineyards and you see some feather boas there, report mm. it to the police. Some cause... Hermes bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really know what Beyonce wears. She wears really amazing clothes that I don't really keep track of the labels it's blue sort of... size clothing yeah. so if you see any clothing that can fit a child report it what's amazing about beyonce if you don't know is that she she keeps archives of virtually everything she's Ooh. worn and done yeah i'm, I'm obsessed with this so mm-hmm. beyonce has these insane archives they're at her house it's got every single interview she's ever done, every photo shoot, every video of every show she's ever played, every diary entry she's done, every diary entry she's done into her laptop. They estimate that it's 50,000 hours of footage of wow. Beyonce. And she actually based her archives on the NBC's archive. Like she learned about the way they do their archiving. And she's hired a librarian who Amazing. is like the archivist. She's hired a visual director who follows her around. And so so this came to light during a 2013 GQ profile she did. Mm-hmm. And this journalist, Amy Wallace, went to her house and had like a board meeting where they did the interviews. And like, so GQ is obviously for print. So Amy Wallace is taping it on a little dictaphone. And Beyonce also films it. She has the room that she does interviews in. She films it. She records the sound and it goes into her archive. And so it's all labeled, date stamped and cross-referenced. And in this 2013 GQ profile, Amy Wallace writes, It's a long, narrow room that contains the official Beyonce archive, a temperature-controlled digital storage facility. The labeling, date stamping and cross-referencing has been underway for two years and is unlikely to be finished for months. Now, that's quite insane. That's so amazing. Yeah. So digging into all this stuff, I actually found an ad from 2011 where it's a like job wanted ad that went around all the like, apparently there's a little newsletter for librarians and archivists and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the industry newsletter. Parkwood Entertainment, which is her management production mm-hmm. company, is seeking a digital archivist interested in organizing and building an archive for a major pop star, starting with approximately... 130 terabytes of footage with an eye to expand in further in the future. Candidates should have experience with servers and enterprise class storage and be able to recommend hardware solutions. Looking for someone to start immediately, pay is negotiable. How incredible that you have that job listing. Yeah, it sounds pretty boring to work for Beyonce, doesn't it? Hardware solutions, come on. Well, yeah. Can't I help with like dances and... But maybe a lot of her older videos would be, they'd be on VHS and stuff. It would be, you know, there would be a lot of technical issues to iron out. She has filmed practically her every waking moment up to 16 hours a day since 2005. She hired someone to do that, that just films her from morning to night. She's got tens of thousands of hours of private footage that mm. has never been seen. This is someone very, very invested in their own legacy, isn't it? But you know what? I actually think it's not that unusual for artists to do that. Beyonce is a pop star, but she's also a real artist. She really loves to create and have her hands all over everything. I've known artists who just live in the inner west of Sydney, and they love to just keep and archive everything about their life. It's sort of an obsessive artist thing where like they they imbue importance onto things in a way that like non-artistic people really don't do that so they'll keep like every photo that they ever come across they'll keep receipts and it's not in a hoarder way it is but it's in like, a hoarder way I'm no saying. no it's they'll keep receipts because they'll 
they'll sort of be like, this is a day when like I broke up with this guy and this, this is an artist I knew. I broke up with this guy. And so I went to the shop and I have this receipt that shows that I bought like a pregnancy test and I bought vodka and it tells a story that they can sort of create an artwork out of. I just think that archiving is a real artistic thing. And I think it's beautiful and admirable. It's an insight into their... It's like diary, I suppose. Mm. It's like people that have a diary and keep a really obsessed diary Mm. of their life. It's the same thing. It's Mm. just kind of proof that you existed. But you can also, if you're someone like Beyonce who wants to put together like her amazing Coachella show, you can always draw back on the past and look at where you were and yeah, use it for inspiration. And date stamp. Yeah. Especially if you've got someone who's employed to do that exact thing. Mm. Temperature controlled archive. The other thing is I'm sure we can look forward to many amazing Beyonce documentaries. Um, yeah. When she's ready to do that, they're going to be amazing. And if they filmed her every day of her life, just cut together some of her words, make a few posthumous rap verses, the possibilities are endless. Mm. Yeah, Beyonce forever. She's making herself immortal. The only thing that's difficult about archiving, I suppose, is that you have to have you have to secure it. And I know this is a problem with galleries and their archives. They've, everything has to be really protected from the environment, protected from wildfires. And there's a lot of wildfires in Los Angeles, obviously in Australia as well. But it does happen occasionally that galleries have these places where they store precious artworks, and then fire will rip through, and you know, million hundreds of millions of dollars worth of art is gone forever. Yeah. So, and that's what happened with Beyonce these storage units of Beyonce's someone just went in there and robbed her so it's a real process where obviously you have to have an employee to archive it for you but you also have to it's got to be really secure so it's a lot of work to yeah look after this stuff it's very true mm. is Beyonce a hoarder do you think <laughs> no three storage lockers I think she's got more than three. Yeah, I, I just think it. that's some of them. In this TMZ article, actually, it also linked out to another article they'd done about Miley Cyrus having her storage units robbed in January of 2021, which is so sad because Miley, her house burned her down, house burned down yeah. so she's lost a lot. And she's, she's a hippie, just though. She losing doesn't really more. value items well this tmz story said that they weren't really uh, like they didn't really have monetary value these items they were personal effects and photo albums and things like that so it's just devastating but police said that they weren't targeting miley they just they just knocked off quite a few storage units in the area and and in that area um storage unit robberies are on the rise so well if you're gonna rob a storage unit you'd want it to be in the hollywood hills wouldn't you i guess you're right yeah. Do you know Jay-Z, like one of, famously, he never writes his raps down. So, <laughs> so his archive, it's not going to be very it's good. It's ephemeral. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so It's just all in the air. Yeah. Jay-Z's archive is just like one Polaroid. Yeah. It's an email from Kanye <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is our last story for today. Spotify are moving into live streaming, a.k.a. radio. They have invented radio. (laughs) They've invented radio. 2021 will go down as a year when radio finally hit the airwaves. Do you want to explain the concept of radio (laughs) to the kids? Well, the wireless. (laughs) So Spotify has acquired Betty Labs, which is the owner of Locker Room, which is a sport-focused live audio streaming app. So talkback radio basically is what this does online okay. for sport. It's like them going, well, how about the boys this weekend? 
mm. and doing that in detail. So this comes after Spotify has made just so many high-profile acquisitions in the last, I guess, two years. So they they did deals with Joe Rogan. That was a $100 million deal. Prince Harry and Meghan, that was a rumored $25 million deal. The Ringer, who have 39 podcasts, their website and their film production unit, they paid $200 million for that, north of $200 million for that. And they did a deal with Gimlet, which makes that large podcast reply all. That was for, the Gimlet deal was for a rumored $230 million. Spotify also acquired Megaphone, owned by the Slate Group, for US $235 million. That's really, that's all just happened in like the last year or so. Yeah. So all close to a billion dollars on podcasts. So all those high profile sales add up to 790 million US dollars. See, I don't pay anything for my podcast. I just listen. It's crazy. It's well over half a billion dollars. Spotify has very, very aggressively moved into the podcast market. And it's working for them, isn't it? It's, it's paid off for them. So um, this is data from eMarketer. It says Spotify's US podcast listenership will surpass Apple podcasts for the first time this year. So Spotify is going to have 28.2 million US users every month. And that's compared with 28 million who listen to Apple podcasts every month. So they've just they've just bumped over them. So I guess that's paid off. Spotify, you said Spotify runs at a loss still. Yeah, and that's part of the strategy. They're basically about acquiring things mm-hmm. and building the value of the business. So the more they have, the more they've, they're not in dire straits by any means. But mm-hmm. it's part of a long-term strategy and it's working for them. The podcast, they have like, I don't think I listened to a podcast on Spotify up until like six months ago. Mm. I really think they've come aggressively at it. They came aggressively at music. They kind of upended the entire music industry. They've upended the podcast industry. They mm. own them, plus they own the streaming platform. And if they're moving into radio, with it, which it definitely sounds like they're doing because it's the same pattern, if they're acquiring kind of streaming, live streaming, you've got to assume that they're going to start acquiring big-name stars mm. like Howard Stern. They might just offer sure. him too much money for him to refuse they might. It's it's a big deal. I don't think people have quite realised because they think, oh, it's just a live streaming sports thing that they've bought, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's more the intention behind it. Mm. Like what happens in Australia if radio revenue just dries up because everyone's just listening to live streams on Spotify all the time? Mm. So Spotify, Spotify sort of said that they're going to use Locker Room to move outside of sport and into music, cultural programming and a whole lot of interactive features for audiences. So I think it's going to be, they're going to use that to make it a much bigger live audio streaming space, I suppose. And COVID showed that people will turn up and stream things that are like appointment viewing. They will turn up at 8pm, they'll work out the time difference for where they are and they will listen to it. Those versus battles, the, mm-hmm. the hip-hop battles, mm-hmm. that company recently got bought for a lot of money. So I think maybe Spotify saw that acquisition and thought this is definitely the next hot market, which is quite funny. It's funny that we've looped back to... The wireless being the thing that everyone's excited about. They're buying up like, what's this thing about streaming audio live? Mm. But this is exactly what um, the host of This American Life said. What's his name? Ira Glass. Ira Glass, yeah. He said when he first moved into podcasting that he was just so shocked at what a waste 
radio had become. He worked in radio and he just, it's about storytelling and people love storytelling. It's just such an innate part of the human experience. It's why we have language. And he just wanted to use podcasting to get back to that because radio had sort of abandoned it. And obviously he became like the, the foremost front runner of podcasting because he just got back to what people love to hear, which is stories told to them. Yeah, I just think... I think people have sort of for a long time underestimated what a powerful force radio and podcasts can be in the world of entertainment and journalism. Um, and and now not- it's it, now it's this, you know, Spotify have spent almost a billion dollars on in. I'm, I'm sure they've spent a billion dollars on investing in this and becoming they're the Amazon of audio now. They're going to be totally insurmountable for other people. Absolutely. Yeah, Apple have kind of dropped the ball. Apple, like no one thinks about Apple for streaming music anymore. No one thinks about it for, I mean, they're still top of the podcast chain, but I mean, that that's changing quickly as we just heard. Mm. More people in America listen to Spotify than listen to Apple in terms of podcasts. Mm. So does this mean we're going to be able to get pie in the sky traffic updates on Spotify now? <laughs> it's pretty exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I think Spotify do those things. They have like a morning, a morning updates thing. I can't remember exactly yeah. what the name of it is. I think they're is. podcasts though, so but they're like live stream news. That's yeah, they're quite they're crazy. like little ten minute news podcasts that they push to their audience, and I'm sure people like that when they're driving or on the train or whatever. And well, then the thing about I'm sure audio people is... say the traffic in those things. You know? Yeah, like. The thing about audio is you can put on a podcast while you're doing almost any other thing. You can do the cleaning, you can catch a train, you can jog, you Be can... Be in the shower, yeah. going to bed. It's so conducive to modern life. Like yeah. everyone has headphones in all the time. They're always trying to learn new things be more informed everyone carries headphones with them they Mm. carry a phone with them they're kind of equipped to like they're all it's just a very kind of passive audience just waiting there to be taken especially by a radio thing and especially if you can have like like i said like if oprah signed a deal with spotify where she does a live radio show every thursday night when she interviews celebrities or letterman if letterman moved his tv show to an hour-long weekly pod i mean radio show on Spotify, 7.30, Tuesday, whatever, that's going to be huge. Mm. Like, Well, every every high-profile comedian would want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And they will just... And, it's like bread and butter for them, yeah. making jokes live. And there's no bandwidth in terms of, like, the airwaves. There's physical space in terms of, like, how many shows you can put on the air. On Spotify, they can just do what Netflix have done for comedy specials. You know how they've kind of scooped up every single comedian and given them a Netflix special... There's no reason Spotify can't just give Chris Rock a radio show, Dave Chappelle a radio show, Questlove a radio show. Like, there's no reason why these people can't just have radio shows or radio channels where they curate. Like, it's. Do you reckon Joe Rogan should go live? Just three hours every night? Well, he kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't be listening, but <laughs> if you want to hear, like, people talk about wrestling holds, then by all means. And, tune like, in. conspiracy. Joe Rogan and Alex Alex Jones, three hours every night. Yep. Talking about Bill Gates. (laughs) Talking about like how you shouldn't eat grains. All right. Well, one thing that isn't live is this podcast. So (laughs) soon it might be though. Soon you might be tuning into us live. For now we might leave you alone. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. But coming soon, (laughs) 24-7, already Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Already Saturday. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Already Saturday. Subscribe to our show and give us a five-star rating if you want to. 
means a lot to us. We've got some five-star ratings now, so whoever's done that, we love yeah, you so thank much. thank you, everyone, and keep going. And thanks for listening. Tune in next week. It'll be already Saturday again. Have a fun Easter. Bye. Don't forget to find the eggs under the heater. They're going to go horrible. Bye.